Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. Hello, everybody. Wow, it's good to be back. We've had a few weeks off due to various uh, life things getting in the way, but I'm so sure. happy to be back. This is the best form of therapy in the world. <laughs> Absolutely, man. We've, we've tried to do it for a couple of weeks, but shit keeps getting in the way. And it's uh, it's lovely to hear your voice again, sir. Well, one one of the reasons um, that it's been a bit difficult over the last three weeks is that my three and a half year old daughter has recently started to be, for lack of a better term, an absolute piece of shit. <laughs> Quality parenting, I love it. Um, so my daughter's bedtime to not go too much away from the uh, world of professional wrestling, but more into my personal life. We start doing like the bedtime routine. So we start calming down around 20 past six, take her up to bed around seven o'clock, brush teeth, go to the toilet, get ready for bed. And it, until about a month ago when I was not present and I was at the second month of pie club with coach wicked, um, the, my daughter seems for some reason no longer has a routine. Just me not being here that one evening, she decided to just terrorize my wife for an hour and a half <laughs> and wouldn't go to sleep and just carried that on. And I was getting sick and tired of this because I'm like sat up there. She's like throwing cups of water over me. I'm thinking, what's happened to this devil <laughs> child? That was one and of I the thought... messages I got just to throw out there. <laughs> my cat <laughs> yeah. child just threw a cup of water over me and I was like, maybe we'll call it a night taxi. <laughs> <laughs> But I started thinking, because um, she's good at bribery, so we started to incorporate what I wanted to call grown-up bedtime, where we just basically read her a story and leave her be, rather than read to her till she falls asleep, thinking, sure. can't set this precedent, so a good idea from my wife. And in the morning, I thought, you know what I love? Technology. You know what I don't <laughs> love? Reading stories for hours. <laughs> so, I went and purchased a Google Nest. Nice. Um, on Sunday. Other s- smart speakers are available, uh, but Google Nest was the one that I chose. And what I did is I set it up in my daughter's room so I could essentially go and read one bedtime story and then on Spotify put bedtime stories on the speaker and just leave her to it. <laughs> so I just let Google talk her to sleep. You've just changed my life. I didn't even know this was possible. Well, the first night went very, very well. Okay. The next day, Google learnt my daughter's voice. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so at <laughs> half past seven on the Monday evening, so the, the second night of grown up bedtime, I heard the words, Hey, Google, work! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've sat uh, in wrestling audience shouting that at people before, so I understand. <laughs> And um, the Do thing I've also, work. <laughs> Sorry. I, I've, I've found, yeah. Hey Google, what's a rest hold? <laughs> um, but then I, I also found that you could set into a night mode, so that's good. Mm. Um, and it sets a volume. Unfortunately, if your child is clever enough to realise where the volume buttons are on the Nest, it overrides the volume. So as my wife just said when she stuck her head in to say uh, before we recorded that Google had done its job. Um, she basically deafened the house with stories about Gecko, who's something I found <laughs> on Spotify. Um, but yeah, but I've also found that you can turn the microphone off so you can't do voice commands. But So basically, I've turned into a lazy-ass parent 
who um, lets Google read stories to my child till she falls asleep. Mate, the last few weeks you've had, like, it's far beyond just having kids, you know? Like, I understand the need to uh, de-stress any way possible. I get it. So, it, but it's it's good. And again, it, it's good. It's good value. And, you know, I, in fairness to her, you know, I, I've been walking out of that room at quarter past seven every night and only a couple of nights she's tried to jailbreak and then she just goes back into bed, doesn't scream, doesn't kick off. So thank you, Google. As long as it does, as long as the Nest's mic was and hasn't heard me say that, it's going to start playing things. But one final thing before we get into the podcast, which obviously didn't help. I was showing my wife and my daughter how the Nest worked on the first day. Hadn't looked on Spotify for bedtime stories. Right. And I said, Google, play bedtime stories. And then Google said, okay, playing adult stories about sexual preferences oh. on Spotify. And I was like, stop, <laughs> stop. <laughs> so what I, I hope Gecko was reading my daughter bedtime stories, but it could have been the inner workings of the Karma Sutra this evening. So who knows? Jesus. So we only just got one of those those things recently i can't say it because it will kick off it's next to me right now if i say the g word it will just be like what do you want i'll do anything for you hey google play seasons in the abyss by slap i'm in your headphones that doesn't work I say thankfully i'm on headphones I, I my friend uh we used to play video games online right he got one and he used to use speakers so when we were playing games we'd be like hey blah 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 do this for us and it would just play it and he started using headphones eventually to stop us from doing it but we just scream it really loudly to try and make it work please don't do that whatever you do i'm so i'm so glad that already you're so ingrained saying hey blah blah <laughs> i can't say it because if i do it will kick off it happens to uh, ollie occasionally when we're live streaming like doing reactions and things because you know there's that wrestler alexa bliss oh no <laughs> he has an alexa so if she's having a match his thing kicks off like constantly oh, i really hope if fun. anyone's listening to this and they've got a smart speaker in their house this has played havoc with it oh no i've just realized we're ruining people's lives hey google i mean no don't do it is it off? if we've ruined your life uh with this let us know on our twitter at world of rest pod um We've got a bit of a surprise show we're covering today hmm. uh, before we move into some of our next trilogies. Uh, we did something a little bit different for this week's show. Go on, you can announce it. You picked it. Okay, so we are in April of 1993. A good year. Could it possibly be, though, that we're not at a WrestleMania in 1993? Well, it's of the same caliber as WrestleMania. Because, ladies and gentlemen, today's <laughs> show, we are covering Smoky Mountain Wrestling Bluegrass Brawl 1993. Yeah, so we're in Pikeville, Kentucky. It <laughs> says uh, it all from the get-go. <laughs> I mean, I don't need to say anything more, I don't think. <laughs> it's um, Pikeville, Kentucky. Just to preface this a little bit, <laughs> we had some weird weeks either side of this. And I remember having a conversation with you. This was like two weeks ago we watched this, right? Something like that? Yeah. Where we were like, what should we do? And you were like, well, we haven't got much time. So why don't we do this show? And I was like, great. I've not seen much Smoky Mountain. I've heard a lot of good things about it. I know that it was a big influence on like ECW, for example, because guys that were discovered here went on to ECW. And, you know, you've seen documentaries about it and YouTube videos of people talking about being an SMW and going back to ECW and... That's a time period I really enjoy. It's when I first kind of got into pro wrestling. Obviously, SummerSlam 92 is a big thing for me. If you listen to the podcast before, you know this. Um, and so I was really, really excited to finally sit down and watch a full Smoky Mountain wrestling show. 
I was really excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost it almost because we, we've said on previous podcasts how we're like. I really wonder why they haven't got any Smoky Mountain wrestling, any SMW, or much SMW on the network. <laughs> it's um, because there people are bored episodes. to fucking death. <laughs> there are only 11 episodes of the TV show, yeah. and these are the episodes which are from 1994 to 1995, which are on there. So if you are unfamiliar with Smoky Mountain wrestling, it was founded in October 1991. The founders are... I'll read it in reverse order. Sandy Scott, Stan Lane, and James E. Cornett. Mm-hmm. Based in Knoxville, Tennessee, with offices in Morristown, Tennessee. Oh, interesting. It's not and based in Kentucky. No, but Cornett formed it in October 91 after he'd left WCW. Um, it was backed by uh, Rick Rubin. Uh, does that name ring any bells? The, the producer, producer, Rick Rubin. Yeah. Like Limp Biscuit Rick, Rick Rubin. Yep, Public Enemy, Beastie Boys, um, oh, I'm thinking the LL Cool person. J. Yes, yes, that Rick Rubin did the Slipknot album where he wasn't there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the one. I do one like of my favorite producers he... of all time. I will throw it out there. Yeah, so he backed Cornette for this shit. Are we sure it's the same Rick Rubin? Yep. Rick Rubin. Wow, my mind is blown. What the fuck is he doing getting involved in this shit? <laughs> He's got money. <laughs> he doesn't need this. And that was all. That was as noted in the Observer by Meltzer. That it was backed by Rick Rubin. Fair enough. And Meltzer wouldn't get anything wrong, would he? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> don't you talk bad about Uncle Meltz. He pays my wage essentially. Without <laughs> him, we don't have wrestle talks. <laughs> Go on. Our sources tell us that Meltzer's told us. <laughs> That's literally ninety percent of what we do for a living. It's fucking great. <laughs> Man. Sean Rossap says this and we're like yeah cool <laughs> at least we're not one of those cunty websites that just print other people's story as fact you know I, I, my favourite one is, out, piece of shit, is Wrestling Ink that, cunt. sorry what I was, I was gonna say like Wrestling Ink who basically reports everything and waits till there's tiny small print at the bottom of the website going this is original transcript it was from uh, Gorilla <laughs> Position with a hat tip to Wrestling Inc. for the transcripts. So what you're saying is you want credit for typing up what someone said, you assholes. Yeah, fucking Fuck it. you, Nick Hausman. At least we Fuck have production you, value. Theory. At least we have production value. We present it interestingly. You know what I mean? We, we correlate oh, everyone weird. else's news stories and news from around the world of wrestling. I will fight WrestleTalk's corner every second they pay me. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> Until Cole to Holocaust you more money. <laughs> yeah, that ain't fucking... I'm not going to Newcastle. Fuck that shit. Well, they're, un- they're under another localised lockdown. Because mm. obviously, if you're listening to this in the distant future, we're still in COVID chaos. We are indeed. Yeah, I was thinking the other day that I'm looking forward to listening back to all these pods in this COVID era at some point. And seeing how our mentality changes over the course of them. <laughs> well, the fucking delirium that's kicked in. <laughs> yeah. And the significant in downturn in number of episodes <laughs> we've produced. <laughs> it's weird. You know, we're home a lot more, but yet we're producing less podcasts. Because I think it's less um, like format to our lives, like regularity to it almost, you know? I mean, that's the thing. Because e- even when we were going live on 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 youtube it was always live was a mistake, at five wasn't it fuck <laughs> but anyway sorry. <laughs> yeah but as you said that's that's helped us but what didn't help was the production values in smoky mountain wrestling oh so the- there's a very colorful opening graphic and i had high hopes straight off the bat this is 1993 indie wrestling in kentucky i didn't expect much production wise but 
I was okay. And then there's like this cool little transition, kind of Star Wars-esque kind of like band wipe across the screen. And there's Les Thatcher and Lance Russell in the ring. And I'm like, fucking brilliant. Where the fuck did they get Lance Russell from? <laughs> A graveyard. <laughs> I mean, that's harsh. <laughs> okay. So they welcome us as Thatcher requests. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please stand for the playing of My Kentucky Home? I'm going to splice that in here. kick open the doors on the bluegrass brawl what a tune i mean <laughs> dre's got nothing on that shit i mean as the song's playing they're panning across the crowd i mean i've got three notes right dixie flags is number one i'm like mm. okay interesting les tells us they're in a school gym and runs down the card <laughs> i'm like so lawler must be nearby <laughs> Oh, that's funny. And then an Aryan child does some smiling at the camera. <laughs> like, I don't know if it, don't think it's just for me, Tax. My notes for this are two minutes, four teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I remember watching this, and like, this, this kid who's smiling at the camera for ages, like with his blonde hair and his blue eyes. And it's the one kid they picked out of the crowd to hold him for like 30 seconds. And I screen capped it and sent it to you just to like, this sums it up. Like, I'm so happy. This is <laughs> terrible. <laughs> so then we get a lovely transitional wipe. There's like 20 of them. Uh, and I guess we jump into our first match. Before we carry on, can we just describe the logo? Sure, Smoky you go for wrestling. It. You go ahead. So babe. I watched this on like, like double a... speed, so I'm gonna commit right now because <laughs> I was like, I don't have time to watch all this shit. But the logo what? reminds me of a ser- terrible like create your own sports team logo from the late '90s when you're like, oh, I can create my own logo. So I've got a nice oh, yeah. little round circle. I've got the name of the promotion in the circle. I've got ten stars because that's what Meltzer gave this pay per view <laughs> in the adverse server, and then there's. A man with muscles, obviously flexing, but that wasn't enough. So what they've done, over the man flexing, they've just bent a title belt <laughs> over his hands. Perfect. It's, and, um, and obviously, and there, there's obviously a screenshot of the area of, that the territory covers as well. So course, that's good yeah. so you know that you're going to be around like the Tennessee area. There's a lot to take in. <laughs> Let's put it that way. 
I will say they drew a hell of a crowd for a very small gym in American Indy. American Indy? This was Smoky Mountain Wrestling. How dare ye? Did I <laughs> did I write down how many people there were? No. It looks like, what, thousand people maybe? Well, in the uh, the college gymnasium in Pikesville, uh, the the actual oh no sorry I was, I was hoping i could find my stats quickly looking at this but instead it just tells you about the number of people who jerry lawler's banged at the institution <laughs> i mean we've got time to fill there's not much to talk about in this show so if you want to look it up i'm happy to stall no uh, in, fa- in fairness i i go for the gymnasium as the venue but unfortunately it's just linked to uh you pikey at the university of pike <laughs> perfect I wonder uh, if Americans get that joke. Probably not. Do, but do Americans know fairness, what Pikey is? I guess they've seen Lockstock or Snatch, whichever one. You're talking films. Oh, which I Vinnie Jones you don't stars films. in. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, wow, look at you. You know something about a film. Congratulations. That was good. And that bloke who was married to Madonna, Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. He directed both those films. Very, very well done. Well, here's here's to show you how how big this this crowd was. So Rich says we've probably got a thousand people in this uh, gymnasium. They only take in two thousand three hundred students, and th- so they've got a sports hall for just under fifty percent of their entire university intake. Yeah. So there you go. And um, you know, it's, it's there's no lighting, there's no fireworks or entranceway or anything like that. It's very much 1993. It's a ring in a gym, but like I'm usually quite a fan of that setup. To be honest, if I go to like a Brit Rare show, not that I'm doing that anytime soon, but if I go to a Brit Rare show, um, that's uh, that's what I want to see. You know, I want it to be a bit shit so it's more fun. Well, if you wanted shit. <laughs> the um, fact that essentially the lads might have well been sitting in the crowd and just stepping up and walking in the ring because it's very difficult till you get to the main event to tell which of these are fans and which of these are wrestlers yeah so our opening match is a gentleman called Rob Morgan who I cannot remember a fucking thing about <laughs> versus da, 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 da. remember this is Smoky Mountain Wrestling everyone from Outer Mongolia the Mongolian Stomper. Now, I have insight into this. Get ready for a, a tenuous link. So, obviously, did you know that, bearing out kayfabe here, the Mongolian Stomper was actually the father of the, Mo- the Wo- Mongolian Wolf Clan in OWE? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a deep cut. That literally <laughs> even I didn't understand fully. <laughs> I know that you did some work oh. for OWE. Who you commentated on them on OWE? No, I didn't. Me. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never been associated with that company in my life. <laughs> 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 Who, who's the Mongolian guy from OWE? I remember the the two, there was two big chubby guys that were awesome. They had a Mongolian gimmick. They were great. Oh yeah, that was um that was Mongolian warrior and um the bull guy. Oh. What was it? Red, red something. But now I'm talking about um, Logan Fan, who is who we saw oh. um, Chris Daniels, sorry, um, the SCU boys yeah. wrestle. That was fun. I wonder what ever happened to that company. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> actually, not, but not, I know they move no. and they've got stuff on the YouTube channel. It's actually quite good. I watched them the other day. Yeah, and um, my, Michael Knee has been in touch, which is nice. I mean, I've been, uh, excuse I've me. been reaching out I've been reaching out to Michael Knee. 
uh, occasionally. Cool. Just to point out there are things that could be available and also enjoying occasionally seeing OWE post things and all the English fans going, do you want to give me my money back? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, me wanting to to post, what you need to do is find this chap called Sean McMahon. Yeah, let's not put the blame on OWE, like China or wherever they're based now, you know, or Michael Nee. It's definitely not his fault. Yeah, well, let's find. Let's oh. just find uh, what was nothing else on TV that furloughed apparently all its staff and couldn't get grants or loans because apparently the PAYE hadn't gone through properly. <laughs> the, the fact that man's fucking still alive baffles me. <laughs> so back to the match, the uh, astonishing so, so, so your Mongolian stomper. Sorry. So Mongolia, right? Looks a bit white and redneck, doesn't he, for being Mongolian? <laughs> Have you ever been to Mongolia to tell? I can't say I have, but I have a concept of what people of Mongolia may be like. Or, take it this way, maybe in Kentucky they're very Mongolian racist, so he actually is a man <laughs> who stomps on Mongolians. Maybe so. But, Steve um, from Kentucky hates Mongolians, and he loves to stomp <laughs> on them. Copyright in Kentucky definitely doesn't exist, because he comes out to the Exorcist music. Um, he has some nice fluffy boots and a blue jacket with Stomper written on the back. And uh, it takes about three seconds. There's a cobra clutch, three hand raises, Rob Morgan's dead, and your winner is the Mongolian Stomper. <laughs> There's nothing I enjoy more on an unknown card to watch a murder. Yeah. Great, and we've seen, we've, we've seen a wrestling. bit of murder recently in WWE, like Ali Black being thrown off the top of a building. Ray Mysterio having an eye pulled out. Mm-hmm. Um, someone actually got murdered in Lucha Underground. So it's nice to know that the foundation was laid here for poor old Rob Morgan, where the stomper destroyed him. Yeah. What, what an opener. I mean, I'm riveted. I don't know about you. I mean, I, I'm palette suitably cleansed, ready for... <laughs> I mean, you and I are both fans of dice games. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that what comes up next is essentially a dice game from brian lee is is yo i'm i'm loving this card so far so primetime brian lee aka 911 good stuff we'll get to his other names in a minute (laughs) does the promo backstage uh he's a face don't you know blonde haired blue eyed baby face (sighs) fuck's sake so Making as much, and do you want to talk about the promo, or are we just going to get to the in-ring promo bit? Because there's multiple, like, they're backstage, then they're in the ring, then they're backstage, then they do this, then they do that. So, basically, um, leading up to this, Brian Lee is feuding with our favourite um, our favorite impersonation on the pod of Kevin Sullivan, the master. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and they are, he, Brian Lee is taking part in what's going to be Essentially, a Russian roulette style match where it's the gimmick roulette are... from Raw. They stole it yeah. from SMW. <laughs> Instead of having a beautiful gimmicked wheel, they had a gimmicked dice that no one saw, and Brian Lee had to roll the <laughs> dice. Now, th- get ready for the match choices because obviously it's a standard six-sided dice, so nothing <laughs> fancy because we couldn't have possibly more than six match connotations. Let's Jesus just remember Christ. who's booking this shit as we're saying this, by the way. James E. Cornette. And the E is for... <laughs> um, 
we'll get to Cornet later. I, th- I heard a very interesting story on uh, listening to Conrad and Arn Anderson talk about James E. Cornet this week. We'll uh. get to that. Reminder when we get there. But so the concept of this was Brian Lee had to roll a dice and whatever number the dice landed on, um, you got that type of match. So uh, on a roll of a one, you got a Prince of Darkness match, which means you have to say, where to, Stephanie? As best you can. And <laughs> the one who gets the match yeah. is the winner. Nice. Roller two, it was a stretcher match. Number three, it was a handicap match. So I assume Brian Lee versus Kevin Sullivan and one other. Number four, a fire match, <laughs> yeah. which is good because you know they didn't have the inferno match stuff set around the cage around I, the ring. But they, that's what they explain. They say we're going to set the ring on fire. <laughs> They're going to wrestle in the fire. And you're like, what? <laughs> in this little gym? <laughs> Are you sure about that? And uh, and then on a roll of a five, then it would be a Singapore spike match. And on number six, Brian Lee gets the pass go. He gets to collect two hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> There's one for your board game channel. Okay. Um, and the n- roll of a six was Brian Lee's choice. Yeah, which I assume was like a sitcom. <laughs> and so they kayfabe the shit out of this dice roll. You do not see it as a fan at all. And then the Laz Cannons went off, the Dreadnought was down, and it landed on a six. <laughs> but he had a three-up save, so he's fine, you know. <laughs> so, Four-up in one save. <laughs> dice rolls a six. He can have any match he wants. And what match does he pick, Tax? Well, he said, essentially, that he, st- he knows what the fans want, and he's going to give them a Singapore spike match. So what they did here, they took Umaga's thumb, sent it to Singapore, and sent it to Kentucky. <laughs> mumble, oh, mumble, God. bullshit gimmicks. Mumble, mumble, mud show. Mumble, mumble, Cornette's a lying old piece of shit. Mumble, mumble, gimmick, gimmick, gimmick. <laughs> Fucking hell. For the, the guy that is constantly shitting on other people's nonsense, he booked this fucking trash. <laughs> but, you know, after all this pageantry, pageantry um, <laughs> so that that's wasn't a the match bold we got word next. for it. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the match we got next. No, no. oh no, 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 no. Off no, to no. the park to drink some cider, mate. <laughs> it's White Lightning, Tim Horner, <laughs> formerly known as Kendo the Samurai. <laughs> Fucking hell, mate! Some of the gimmicks here are just like oh, incomprehensible. So he's cutting this promo backstage, and uh, don't you know, Tax, he's a face. <laughs> he's got to cut the face promo. He's going to take care of business. And he says... Isn't, he's not Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I'll be handcuffed to the ring. You'll be handcuffed to the ring. And I'm like, what? I don't understand. Let's just move on. There's so many fucking shitty gimmicks here. It's atrocious. Oh, well, this, this became clear in the next match, which they didn't explained brilliantly during the dice roll yeah. that in the following match White Lightning Tim Horner and his opponent the Night Stalker, Night Stalker. Uh, uh, would both be handcuffed to the ring post during Brian Lee versus Kevin Sullivan but you wouldn't know that if you'd not watched this card. They've got so many gimmicks they're explaining stuff and you don't understand what they're talking about because it makes no fucking sense. It's gimmicks upon gimmicks upon gimmicks. They've got the choice of six different gimmicks that have other people involved in those gimmicks that are going to be handcuffed to the corners that aren't involved in the match but have gimmicks and you're like what? What is this? Got to get these boys over strong. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, man. So, 
The next match, as you pretty much just said, is White Lightning Tim Horner versus the Night Stalker. I've just got a million cider jokes that I'm just going to skip over because <laughs> White Lightning, bow to the people. Tim Chief. Horner found unconscious in a local memorial garden. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I spent my youth. <laughs> so th- th- I'm sure you had the same experience I had here. Like you hear, you go, it's Taz. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's uh who is it? Oh yeah. It's the Night Stalker using uh what is it, War Machine by Kiss? Yeah. And the Night Stalker is none other than Adam fucking Bomb. And I'm like, yes, awesome. <laughs> Let's go. Adam Bomb Night Stalker completely outdoing Triple H for the water spit. Fucking well. Also making his much anticipated return to the podcast. I love a bit of Adam Bomb. He's become one of my favourites. I do, I do love it. And, if, you know, in fairness, most wrestler-looking wrestler on this card. Bloody fucking hell, man. He's like the size of a building. And he's a he's a, literally a Dorito. Like, his hips are <laughs> tiny and his shoulders are fucking ginormous. Oh, but like, Poor Brian Clark. How, how would you describe me? You're like a Dorito. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> You'll you'll be a cool you'll be a, like a heat wave Dorito Adam Bomb because <laughs> you're going to nuke the place. So did you catch the bit where Adam Bomb gets in the ring? I'm calling him Adam Bomb by the way. Fuck the Night Stalker gimmick. He's Adam Bomb. Did you notice when he got in the ring and immediately just starts like r- rundling around in his trunks, like sorting his junk out? <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? There's kids in the front row. It's 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 fine. He's in Lawler do it. <laughs> I mean. We are in Kentucky 1993. I mean, you're going to get away with it, I think. Fucking cheeky bastards. Fucking hell. (laughs) So, I will say, Tim Horner, right? He has some... It's a... How to put it? It's a developed gimmick. It's a shame he's not more developed. (laughs) (laughs) Outstanding. He's got the red sparkly jacket, you know, very nice. He's got like a foam lightning bolt that he brings to the ring that he gives to a kid at ringside. That'll put the butts in the seats. <laughs> and like, you know, he's got a bit of the flare, like blonde, like mullet thing going on, doesn't he? I seem to remember. And and also the fans can do a lovely chant of go Tim go. So it's like being at fucking Wimbledon. <laughs> <laughs> but like you see him next to Adam Bomb and you're like, oh, there should be a murder here. But because Adam Bomb's green as anything at this point, and Horner's obviously a bit of a vet, like Horn, this is nineteen ninety three, mate. You know, you're not going to get logical, good wrestling. <laughs> it's going to be the vet going, no, no, no. You make me look good. This is how this works. <laughs> and this is also classic Smoky Mountain Cornet slash Lawler esque booking because about three, four weeks after this show, that's when Adam Bomb goes to WWF. Oh, okay, fair enough. I mean, fucking hell, Cornet. What are you doing? Why are you letting this happen? I guess it's the his guy against the guy who's leaving, and he probably knows at this point. Yeah, but what I'd read about Smoky Mountain, and you know, we'll get to some of the some of I say some of the spots in the match. We'll get to some of the comedy in the mass match with <laughs> so many elbow misses, it's um frightening. Sure. But what Cornet and did in Smoky Mountain, what Lawler tended to do um, in Memphis, if one of their big heels were going, what they'd always do on their last show is they'd always turn them face somehow to get one final big pop and send off and one final set of 
picture sales or merch sales with that wrestler. So they get one final pain day. So they'd always turn the heel face. Yeah. Not why I predicted. You'd assume if someone's on their way out, you're going to bury them to get one of your guys over, you know? Yeah, but if you've got merch to sell, you can get some money. So an extra baby face on the merch table. Sure. With with the amount of people they have in this show and, um, you know, the infamy, I guess, SMW has had, you would have thought it would make it was making okay sort of money. It seems weird that it shut down so quickly. Well, Cornet had his WWE gig, didn't he? Right. Okay. I guess so. So commentary immediately referred to this match as the main event. <laughs> I call massive bullshit. Um, <sighs> it's the main event in this match. <laughs> <laughs> you know how some matches don't have like enough formatting nowadays it's just like spot 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 well this match is the complete opposite it has <laughs> way too much format there's punch phase there's lockup phase there's slam spot phase run the ropes phase adam bomb can jump in the air phase bear hug phase i do not miss bear hugs in wrestling shows i'm gonna throw that out there oh that's the fixed asset register that's tax williams heel finish the bear hug the fixed asset register (laughs) (laughs) but like that's okay like to be a dickhead heel but how many times like between what 92 and 95 let's say did you see matches where they'd be wrestling 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 and someone put on a bear hug and six minutes later, once they've got their breath back, <coughs> Yokozuna, <coughs> do you do the finish? You know, it's like, no, 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 no. I used it's to better hate than an 11 history. minute chicken wing cross face. <laughs> Maybe. I think, honestly, um, that's what drove a lot of people away from wrestling kind of in that time period. I was thinking about the other day, like the monotony of seeing a bear hug for five minutes in the middle of a 15 minute match, you know? Which would obviously be followed by the. Lift the arm, drops once. Of course. Lift the arm, drops again. I mean, we all know Lift the, spot, the arm, you know? <laughs> hold it up there for a little bit longer just to get the anticipation going. And, oh, what a surprise. He's just managed to get all the ability to twat the guy around the head. Yeah. And I imagine that, you know, when you're doing your bear hug, that you would occasionally interact with someone or the audience or at least give them a look or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm squeezing him. <laughs> oh, exactly. Shortly, shortly followed by... getting a bit tired in the old traps here (laughs) so Horner bites his way out of the bear hug can he do that Joey (laughs) and it leads to Adam Bomb locking him in an ooh chin lock (laughs) you're like catch his catch can style (laughs) unbelievable Horner hulks up against a man double his size sure (laughs) skip to the end Timmy, as commentary keeps calling him throughout this whole match, goes for a fourth sleeper hold attempt. It lasts like five minutes, these sleeper hold attempts. It's fucking shit. Even 12-year-old me was bored watching this match. As a uh, Adam Bomb dumps Timmy to the outside over the top rope. Can he do that, Joey? <sighs> Apparently fucking not. Because that is a disqualification in 1993 in SMW. Correct, because that's NWA rules. Uh, fuck this rule. Fuck Jim Cornette. What the fuck, really? What the fuck? <laughs> that's pretty good. So, your winner is Timmy over the top rope disqualification. <laughs> Timmy. Oof. Timmy. Adam Brom celebrates because, you know, he's not very smart, apparently. <laughs> he's celebrating because he's going to the E. <laughs> I'm getting paid to be a mid-carder. 
Why? Why was the atom bomb better? <laughs> Is it because he had swimming goggles to come out to the ring with? <laughs> Could be. I mean, he had Johnny Polo to kick him off. You know, that's the great start to anyone's pers- any person's career, right? Basically, Triple H ripped off the whole of the Night Stalker with the sledgehammers on his pants, yeah. claiming to be a fan of West Ham, saying to Declan Rice, "Don't leave. You've got a better chance here at West Ham. No, you fucking haven't." <laughs> Man, I feel actually sorry for West Ham. Lost all their players. It's not good. Don't even have their own stadium. The taxpayer pays for it. Didn't assholes. I said they didn't pay for that fucking stadium either. Where where's all their money gone? I know where their money's gone. Yeah, oh, Yarmolenko. <laughs> Yarmolenko, Felipe Anderson, David Moyes. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. So, I mean, this, this goes this to show match, how good this it? show was. How many throwaway to non wrestling <laughs> things we're talking about today. Adam Bomb looks like he could oh, have made f- a million fucking pounds on this show. It's outrageous. <laughs> so, let's move on. Backstage promo with. Sullivan, my son. I love him so much. His opening line of this promo is, I'm not evil, I'm just misunderstood. And I'm like, hang on. <laughs> that's not your gimmick. Also, I'm pretty sure that's like a Kelly Clarkson or a Miley Cyrus line in a song. <laughs> uh, lost me a little bit. Leave me be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the best thing about this promo is Sullivan popping himself. <laughs> like he's genuinely making himself laugh and giggle i imagine there's at least two or three people around the camera who he's cutting the promo for because uh, he starts talking about like clubbing baby seals and you know he's a heel don't you know tax he has to be a heel all the people in kentucky like god damn it don't clap that goddamn seal <laughs> is that how kentuckians talk don't know I, i've only got three accents and one of them's very <laughs> offensive so i can't use it <laughs> Stick with the Jim Cornette impression. That was better. God damn. <laughs> God damn, he's a heel. He's I can't a heel, motherfucker. But like, these promos have no area of grey whatsoever. It's like, either they're, you know, Kevin Sullivan, or they're not. <laughs> it's just like, oh, fucking hell. I mean, when you look at Brian Lee and you look at Tim Horn, you could be, you know, it's understandable if you get confused. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, Adam Bomb are all the same people. No, Adam Bomb is a legend. I mean, I don't disagree with you, but yeah. I look forward to doing the Chronic trilogy. Oh, there's an idea. I still really want to do a Mickey James and Trish trilogy, but again, WWE beat me to it. After we did our Brett Owen trilogy, they did their one in their timeline. Mm. They've just done a really good one of Mickey James and Trish, and I was like, ah, rats, we can't pod about that for three episodes now. That would be. Good women's matches, obviously, with um, probably Mickey quite... and Trish, yeah. Yeah, quite mediocre. Oh, Trish, rather than later. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. That, that That's fun. We'd have to find the um, undoxed version of that WrestleMania match, though. I've just got it in my brain. <laughs> Permanently since, like, how old are we? Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Under 18, I think. Right. Fresh as a day, grabbing it. Licking it, getting bollocked by Vince. Wow, that's not on the network. Like, it's not even that like intense or bad or anything. Like, that should be on uh, the network. It's fun. <laughs> it's silly. They had a dude's eyes torn out on TV the other day. <laughs> I mean, I will say that they've got a a, a mass murderer winning their titles on some of their pay-per-views. So if they can't have someone getting groped in the crotchal area by another lady, I don't know what happens. Bruh, they had. The guy who runs and owns essentially NXT 
raping a corpse <laughs> in a coffin in Kane cosplay. <laughs> That's still there. Shits and giggles, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but like a woman pretending to touch another woman. No, definitely not. That's not going Pre- out there. Sorry. Don't fucking ruin that. Sorry. Pretending. <laughs> no. Kayfabe, kayfabe. Lusting. <laughs> so let's move on. What the fuck no. is this? <laughs> Hang on, this is good. This is good content, this next bit. So we cut back to the ring. <clears throat> Obviously, you get cool star wipe shit going on. Yellow boxes on each ring. Wow, I can't say that. <clears throat> Yellow wooden boxes. Thank you very much. On each ring post. Damien's theme from The Omen starts playing, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Ominous. Deus. Damien. No. <laughs> it's so great. Because what is up next is indeed the Singapore spike match and making his much anticipated return to the podcast, mini taker Brian Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I've skipped over chains. It was boring. Versus the master, Kevin Sullivan, with Adam Bomb as his ring valet. I'm so happy. <laughs> it's so bad. Now, dear listener, you may not be familiar with a Singapore spike match. <laughs> you lucky so let bastards. Me quick, make, let me quickly run you through the rules. Each of these four yellow boxes on each turnbuckle... Um, Three are empty, and one is hiding, would you believe it, a spike that's all the way from Singapore, Mm. because they couldn't afford kendo sticks. Do you know who else is from Singapore? The Mongo? No, that'd be racist. (laughs) Kevin Sullivan is announced as out of Singapore, and I'm like, is Singapore in Boston? (laughs) (laughs) It sounds very Bostonian. Yeah, it's a noodle restaurant just down on Fifth. Oh, fuck y'all. Tax. What are the rules? The rules are there are no rules. (laughs) Unless you find the spike and then you can use it. (laughs) It's man with the golden spike rules. Like, you know, like Goldeneye, (laughs) but with a spike. It's great. Great analogy. (laughs) I would love to see like a WWE game of Goldeneye where you just do like backstage fighting and that would be it. It's proximity mines everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, Kalisto. Mum, mum, I'm a wrestler. <laughs> Boom. Tax. Tax. Oh, I'm still here. Don't worry. I'm just shutting my eyes and remembering this beautiful <laughs> brawl. <laughs> Do you know what I love about wrestling? Stalling. Wrestling? Stalling. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? However, this wasn't wrestling, was it? It's just like 20 minutes of people stalling. It's maybe one of the worst matches I've ever seen in my life. It's right up there. However, is it the best Singapore spike match you've ever seen? Um, <laughs> sure. Let's go with it. <laughs> so, um, if you can think of a better what? Singapore spike match, let us know at World of Rest Pod on Twitter. I'm going to jump on Google in a minute and find one. <laughs> there must be one other. I bet there's another one at SMW at some point. I bet there'll be one in FMW. Yeah, maybe, man. Must be some sort of spike on a pole match or something. Did did Russo Hang on, did they put Spike Dudley on a pole? (laughs) (laughs) Nah, because, 
you know, Heyman had taste. Isn't that right, Jimmy? You piece of shit. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> this fucking gimmick full mud show piece of shit wrestling company. Fucking hell. <sighs> this made, this shamed the great name of Kevin Sullivan, this match. Mate. On top of all this gimmicks, we've also got Heater handcuffed to each corner post, right? So Sullivan's got Adam Bomb, and what's the other dickhead's name? I can't remember. White Lightning. White Lightning, Tim Horner. Tim Horner. So the two guys in the previous match is uh, handcuffed, are handcuffed to the ring post. So Chains, <laughs> Horner in his post, right? Handcuffed to his post, who does literally nothing. <laughs> He's probably quite tired from that bear hug. <laughs> I mean, at least Bomb gets involved as the match goes on. And there is one moment in this match that I was just like, this is wrestling. Clap, 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 clap. Pliers to the knob. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. All I thought when you sent me that message, for some reason I thought, Shekademus was nowhere nearby. <laughs> That is lost on me completely. Shekademas and pliers, twist and shout. Um, sure. Nope. No. Oh, completely lost. On I was, me. Sorry, I was, man. I was anticipating '90s music would be up there with. No. Ah, well. I'm sorry. I'm usually quite good with that fine. sort of thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Sullivan gets his pliers out and tries to rip off his knob. <laughs> it's just so people don't get confused, the pliers weren't found in one of the four yellow wooden boxes on the turnbuckles it's no. just something sullivan had at the ring can he do that joey knob pliers yeah absolutely the ultimate gimmick if i ever Five wrestle another classics. match i'm definitely going to start utilizing <laughs> knob pliers let's <laughs> just uh again remember who's booking this shit thanks jim <laughs> appreciate you mate so chains hulks up because he's a face don't you know Mini and Horner's and Horner's wearing yellow, so <laughs> that's close to Hulkamania, right? It's not zebra print though, so I'm not sure he's a face. <laughs> I have to have this stuff explained to me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Mini Taker cross bodies the ref. Tax Can he do that, Joey? Yeah, fucking A. Tax, could you please describe this finish to me? Um Well. <sighs> the Stalker. <laughs> they basically they Lee Trevor Lee, not Trevor Lee, that's that's an NXT guy. Uh, um yeah. Brian Lee um manages to uh get the spike. I think somehow. I lost track so much sorry, of this sorry. ending. It was such a the, fucking mess. The night stalker, Adam Bomb, passes spike to Kevin Sullivan. Hmm. Chains punches him. So he's so hard that he dropped the spike. Adam Bomb retrieves it. Um, and then suddenly, Kevin Sullivan charges at Brian Lee, but accidentally runs into Adam Bomb. <gasps> and because he ran into Adam Bomb, he refuses to give him the spike for the second time. Oh, it's a nightmare. And they argue, they discuss who's going to be driving to the next town. <laughs> but even though the spike hasn't been used and they're arguing, Chains rolls up Kevin Sullivan for, a, for the one, two, three. So no spike gets used. Night Stalker suddenly turned face and saying, actually, I don't want to give you this Singapore spike because it hasn't you know, met the legitimate quarantine and customs rules. <laughs> um, so I'm not going to let you hurt yourself, Kevin Sullivan. And he got rolled up by chains. Who Outrageous. booked this shit? 
<laughs> I mean, I picked the show, but I didn't book this shit. I mean, have you ever seen any other Smoky Mountain matches or shows? Definitely not. Because I've only seen clips before and it's always promos because, you know, you see the New Jack promos and stuff and they're genuinely quite fun. Um, This wasn't. <laughs> this was so bad. They don't even use the fucking spike. The whole match is about using the spike. This match was, to quote someone else, the drizzling shits. But we then get what might be one of the most glorious moments of this show. Because obviously what's meant to happen, right, is that Kevin Sullivan is meant to then get angry with Adam Bomb. Adam Bomb's then meant to tear the handcuffs off or have the handcuffs taken off him. And then, you know, have his moment with Kevin Sullivan and he's off to the Fed, right? But, oh no. <laughs> oh no. It takes. Some would suggest this might have been a bit of a rookie error. <laughs> it takes a lifetime to get the handcuffs off Adam Bomb. So they can't do the end bit. And oh no, I am the turnbuckle. <laughs> <laughs> the ring crew have to come out and undo the turnbuckle off of the ring post just to get Adam Bomb loose enough that he can do the spot with Sullivan. Like. I'm not kidding. It takes over five minutes for them to start doing the spot. You're like, after that shit match, where they didn't involve the gimmick of the match in the finish in any way, shape or form. Well, I guess they kind of did with the whole, it's a distraction, but they didn't use it like they were meant to. That's the whole fucking point. And then they tried to do the end sequence and it goes this wrong. Like, botchamania, Matthew, where are you, mate? Like, <laughs> this is... All I want to speculate what's happened is like you see in really bad like sketch comedy shows where the referee put the key in his mouth and was like, oh, I'm not going to swallow it. Oh, I'm not going to swallow it. Oh. Where's the key, ref? Um, where's the key, ref? Swallowed it. Quick, get the spare, get the spare key. <laughs> referee set in the room trying to shit it out. No, no, it's not going to work. Biology doesn't work that way. Jesus, mate. Like, it's probably good that Adam bombs off because how do you recover from this? Well, I got a lovely baby face pop seven minutes after the handcuff key was lost. <laughs> oh, no, Adam God. Bomb, turn the key to the right. To the right. I'm turning it right. That's left, you fucking moron. <laughs> Do you want to talk oh, about, like, dear. you know, politics or something? Because <laughs> I can't handle this right now. Oh, no, no, because now here comes the godfather of promo. Don't worry. <sighs> who do we? Who could we possibly need to salvage this show could it be tl hopper no no not the dirty white boy tl hopper goes to show how it works main event guy in smoking mountain wrestling fucking plum with his ass crack out in <laughs> wwf <laughs> i mean yeah sounds about right and Mid the savior can't get his fucking hand off the turnbuckle you know superstar WWF. <laughs> the savior of pre-misbehavior Tracy flipping smothers. Right. So one of my all-time favorites, look out Andre. <laughs> oh, fuck, I <I've> screwed <laughs> up the line. Look out, it's Andre. Uh, maybe one of my favorite moments in pro wrestling of all time, along with Brian Danielson, like, fighting the chair, you know? Um, so when it cuts to Tracy Smothers backstage and he's cutting the promo, I was immediately like, oh my, he looks so young. Like, he looks like he's about 16 or something. 
young upstart, two years in the business sort of look. Yeah. Fresh, doesn't have bags under his eyes through making towns. He's currently enjoying going around banging women in different towns and wrestling. He's not jaded yet. I mean, it's very much a he's a face, don't you know, sort of promo. But is there anyone better at cutting this promo? I mean, Tracy Smothers is, is dynamite on the mic. I love him. I love everything about him, man. I much prefer his crazy latter years and everything. But in terms of a baby face for Smoky Mountain Wrestling in Kentucky, this guy looks like, fuck, it looks amazing. He doesn't look like jacked as an Adam Bomb or a Hulk Hogan or something like that. But he looks like that perfect. Athletic. Yeah, like you feel like he could fall into that Dusty Rhodes gimmick very, very easily but be it's, more desirable to women and stuff at this time, you know? How dare you? I would have done Dusty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, uh, as you said, uh, do we know how his health is in the current world? Because I know he was battling a few things at the start of the year. It wasn't great, uh, as far yeah. as I'm aware. I didn't look it up because, uh, you know, it's been a, a busy few weeks, but I had did keep an eye on it, and I, I think I... No, I didn't actually order it in the end. Like, Chris Hero put a really cool Tracy Smothers t-shirt together. And, um, yeah, it's on my list of things to purchase at some point. And I think it's still out there. So, um, you know, go on a Twitter or whatever. Look at Chris Hero or Tracy Smothers and go pick up a t-shirt because it's got medical bills to pay, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely go and get it. Because, yeah, as we said, like, Tracy Smothers, I like you. I Tracy Smothers is a guilty pleasure. I... I enjoy his later bits and like the promos that you sent me from um, previous WrestleMania weekend when they were doing like all the super shows. Some of the promo stuff he was cutting was just absolute gold. Yeah. But I also enjoyed him in the FBI. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, if Tracy Smothers is involved, I'm going to enjoy it. And I can't say a higher compliment about a pro wrestler because everyone has moments of like brilliance and genius and accidental genius almost, you know. Um, like the worst of professional wrestling, you know, has moments that are still great. But there's not many people that I can say every single time they've been on screen or I've seen them wrestle in person or whatever, I've loved every second of it. And Tracy Smothers is one of those people. We'll get onto the match in a minute because it's fucking terrible. (laughs) I mean, anyone, anyone think we're about to have another gimmick match? Yeah, you wouldn't expect it from Jim Cornette, you know. But uh, before we do, uh, Tracy uh, cuts this great promo, apart from the bit where he completely Sid Justices himself. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> you're going to walk out. I mean, I'm going to walk out the SMW heavyweight champion. It's great. At least he corrected himself, unlike Sid, you know. I'm really glad there are still footballers knocking around who who do this as well. And, and well, any sports professional. Yeah, yeah. I was watching a league of their own last week and they had um is it Heather Watson, like the British tennis player, and they showed like when she was first starting doing interviewing, getting interviewed after like match or before matches. Mm-hmm. And she said, um, no, it's gonna be a hard match, but I'm gonna have to get get more points than her because if not, <laughs> she's 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 gonna win. <laughs> I was like, yes, you've suggested yourself on live TV. Oh, it's like when football coaches go, yeah, yeah, what we've got to do is score the first goal and then we stand the best chance of winning. And you're like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> That's the whole point. Laurie Sanchez did that once for Northern Ireland. She said, if they score more goals than us, we're not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I love it. 
Tracy Smothers finishes this promo with the most baby-faced Kentuckiest line ever. I'm American by birth, southern by the grace of God. What a promo. It's fucking great. He then trundled off in the General Lee. (laughs) (laughs) Sliding across the bonnet and jumping in the window, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we then cut to a ringside Yankees promo. Obviously, we're in Kentucky. Obviously, bad guys in the north, obviously. So um, immediately, I'm like, is that Dutch Mantel doing the interview? And it fucking was. Dutch Mantel's randomly interviewing just this one moment. He doesn't do this at all throughout the rest of the night. It's a bit weird, but he's with Ron Wright and Dirty White Boy. Um, Something about a chain, Tennessee or something, but it gets explained in latter promos a bit better. I like the fact you mentioned there were actually multiple promos for this match from the same two wrestlers. Oh, yeah. Especially the dirty white boy having his outdoor custom-built table. <laughs> custom-built is a polite way of putting it. There's three promos here in a row. Because Jim Cornette's a douchebag and doesn't understand wrestling, apparently. He hadn't booked enough people. That's why White Lightning and Adam Bomber had to be handcuffed at ringside. Fuck me. So you get this first one where they're in the in the ring cutting a promo and it's, it's nothing. Yeah, I'm sure it's there to heat the crowd up a little bit, but it doesn't really do its job. They're just, they're wearing Yankees caps. And, you know, the, the fans are playing along, I think, almost politely at this point. Not that they're a very polite crowd, but you get what I'm saying. They were, play, they were playing the role of wrestling fan correctly. They were booing exactly. the baddies and cheering the good guys. As, you know, the vast majority of crowds would in 1993. It's not, 90, 90, 90, it's not 1998 yet when we shit on the good guys and cheer the heels, you know? How dare you try and protect your woman, Rusev? Boo! <laughs> He's doing the right thing. Fucking A. Oh, he is the best man after all. Yeah, I was very happy to see him arrive, fam. I I think that was I mean everyone loves Slim Shady. <laughs> I can't wait till he beats the shit out of Kip Sabian as well. That's going to be great fun. I, anytime Kip Sabian gets beaten up, I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan, but it's what it is. I mean, I'm certainly more of a fan of his than I am of uh, Jailbird Havoc. Oh well. Hmm. So, promo number two: Dirty White Boy's got a gun. <laughs> 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 that that's not that's not a mistake or, or an exaggeration. Dirty White Boy's got a gun. He's literally got a gun in the promo. So they're setting up a chain match for later in the night. Fair enough. Dirty White Dirty White Boy is in his rapping spot in the forest. It's uh kind of weird, but like you know, shitty rap music videos where they're always in the forest and they've got like you know. Anyway, um, it's near where the Briscoes live. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this Dirty White Boy, right? He's wearing a Yankee unionist type garb and he's got a Yankee hat on. Sounds a bit southern, doesn't he? How dare you? That <laughs> man's classically trained actor. Those accents are authentic. <laughs> he's a heel, don't you know? Motherfucker! <laughs> so, promo number three. Oh, he whips out a gun and threatens the camera and, and um, oh, fucking hell, what's his name? Yeah, but the cameraman sticks around, yet Retribution turn up with little nunchucks and everyone shits themselves and run away. The camera work, mate. Oh my god, the camera work. Cut, 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 cut. The the fucking whip the camera back and forth across the ring like, oh. It's not Willow. I whip my camera back and forth. Oh, it's ridiculous. So apparently we might see Willow in WWE soon. I'm just like, well, that will be the end for me. So there we go. Cut to the third promo. It's in exactly the same spot we were just at two seconds ago. 
but Dirty White Boy does a rip off of the Road Warriors off the scaffolding promo. You know, smashing a chain into random objects, into watermelons and whatever. It's effective, but not very original. Wasteful of food. Sure. He does love a good shouty promo, though. I mean, didn't all the best heels? You shout. Jake Roberts. Well, that's why, that's, that's why he was good. <laughs> Sold. So Les Thatcher and Lance Russell have a chat in the ring. I'm not sure what about. Didn't give a shit. So <laughs> Must have been intermission. Must have been intermission. <laughs> yeah, it does. By those gimmicks. Yeah, yeah, it does feel like it. And they have a couple of chats in the ring. I've skipped over bits and bobs, but... I like Lance Russell. There's Thatcher. I don't know. Doesn't I don't get it really, but he trained a bunch Do- of people I like. Yeah, doesn't overly belong in there though, does he? No, nah, it doesn't add much to it. So, um, wait, is this the main? No, it's not. Is this it? this the pre-main? This the, is their main event. It's the other the third main the event, third of or fourth main event of the night. <laughs> it's a Tennessee chain match of the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. Oh. Wait, for one fall? <laughs> Did they say one fall? No, I'm just oh, okay. saying that it would be nice just to have a standard wrestling match. Ah, oh, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? At least one on this. Oh, no, sorry. We got that in the Mongolian murder, so it's fine. <sighs> the dirty white boy, the champion, versus our boy, Tracy Smothers. <laughs> the dubs so... the wild-eyed southern boy, Tracy Smothers, just in case you weren't aware that he was the face. Yeah, he's a face, don't you know? <laughs> So Smothers <laughs> Smothers has some badass kind of country entrance music. It's really cool. But comes out with a Dixie flag and I'm like, you're like the only person in the world that can get away with carrying that flag and still be a face to me. <laughs> but like, is what it is. Uh, look out, it's Andre. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. <sighs> You've charted Tracy sucks. You've charted suck Tracy, have we? <laughs> <laughs> I could do this all night. I love that match. Anyway, um, oh god, I can't get over my own gimmicks. No one else got that apart from me and you. But yeah, fuck them. Who cares? So, <laughs> hello, listeners. <laughs> buy a t-shirt, Amazon.co.uk. <laughs> yeah, do it. It's good stuff. Such a wrestling podcast. It's great. It looks awesome. It's like CM Punk's t-shirt, but better. And it's cheaper than a young buck shirt. So there you go. <laughs> and we cut a better promo than him. <laughs> So Tracy Smothers, I mean, is about as over as any human being has ever been over in Kentucky. <laughs> what 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 good gauge? <laughs> what about, what sort of what sort of gauge should we use? Have they ever been over in Kentucky? Hmm. I mean, quite a gauge. People live in Kentucky. They have money. <laughs> Sorry, I that was horrible. I questioned it as I said it. Anyway, uh, I'm sure they have money and they spent on merch, so it worked. Dirty white boy in flares and a Yankees jersey because, you know, he's a unionist. Whatever. Uh, Tax. Is he the heel, perchance? Oh, don't know what you're talking about. Tax. What are the rules? (laughs) Uh, Well, you have to, with a chain match, you have to touch all four turnbuckles in succession without being interrupted or being essentially intercepted. By your opponent. God, mumble, mumble, mud show, mumble, mumble, gimmick. Fucking hell, man. It's endless. It never ends with this fucking company. <laughs> like, he has the gall to bitch about WWE and AEW, like, not committing to stuff. <laughs> like, you know. 
<sighs> anyway, let's move on. I mean, it'd be nice if Kenny Omega could like commit to a decent wrestling match yeah. this calendar year. That'd be quite nice. Of course, yeah, yeah. So commentary claims that Ron Wright has over 500 chain matches, match victories. Uh, Ron Wright is accompanying the Dirty White Boy. I probably should have pointed that out. Sorry. Um, so, ah, good to, good old times, eh? Before, you know, the internet where you could claim to have an F- <laughs> claim to be an FBI agent with a million to O boxing record and no one would bat an eyelid, mate. It's great times. How dare you? Are you questioning my undefeated run in NWA Hammerlock UK? <laughs> <laughs> what's that you? you've never won a match <laughs> 99 and 0 right yeah always gonna win that belt in that promotion that i'm definitely gonna work for this or next year all right kenny calm down <laughs> <laughs> tax trigger <laughs> <laughs> so there are some fun spots to start the match there's a duck. Everyone loves tug of war. Yep, they do the tug of war thing like you expect with a chain match. But they do the duck down, and then Tracy Smothers trips Dirty White Boy with the chain as he ducks down. Tracy Smothers is the best. Really, really fun spot. And then Tracy takes every opportunity to pop the crowd. Like literally every opportunity. He is here to fucking work. He does a flag wave, a look, a shout at the crowd, a count along as he's doing punches in the corner. Does it like ten times? <laughs> got about thirty, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> like literally, he does it on the top turnbuckle, middle turnbuckle, bottom turnbuckle, then goes to the other corner and does the same thing. Like half of this match is him doing the head into the turnbuckle spots, which is fucking great. Um, if it was anyone else, I'd be saying it's the worst thing in the world. But because it's Tracy Smothers and he's so entertaining, it's really, really fun. Um, so Tracy grabs the mic and tells Dirty White Boy. <laughs> To yeah, goofy Yankee. <laughs> Go back up north, ye Yankee. It's fucking hilarious. Tracy Smothers is pretty much dominant for the vast majority of the match until he goes up top, right? <sighs> Give me a second. <laughs> Don't go to the top rope as a baby face. What's going to happen? So the dirty white boy pulls on the chain and like... Good listener, what you're expecting to happen is Tracy would take a bump forward off the turnbuckle, right? Because he's been pulled by the chain. But Tracy crotches himself on the top rope instead. And they're like, hmm, is this how physics works in Kentucky? Well, obviously, it did work. He crotched himself. That's what the dirty white boy had. He had his plunger in the back ready for his move up to north to the E. And, um, yeah, the borrowed Kevin Sullivan's pliers to pull his knob back out after. <laughs> <laughs> the best bit about this spot, apart from the completely dumbass illogical physics, is that Tracy Blades, <laughs> like, <laughs> after crotching himself. I mean, maybe he was trying to do something to take <laughs> away the pain, the whole, the whole concept of, well, if something else hurts, I won't think about the other thing hurting. My knob really hurts. I know, I'll cut my t- forehead. I mean, in the words of Dusty Rhodes, how else is he going to get heat? <laughs> you, know, like, you crotch yourself on the top rope and then blade yourself <laughs> and go to the outside. I'm like, this is fucking great. So funny. I mean, I... I'd never blade, but if I was, it would have to be that spot now. Oh fuck! Is he busted? Is he busted open? Yeah. What <laughs> happened? Um, he landed. He crotched himself, and then his head started bleeding. 
uh, there's no one like Tracy Smothers, man. Like, even in this time when he's trying to be serious, he's the funniest man in existence. So good. <sighs> so I just wonder. I just wonder what went through his mind. Of should I pretend I hit myself with the chain, dude? It's Tracy Smothers. Nothing goes through that mind. It's just a continuation <laughs> of I need to get heat. I need to get the crowd involved. What can I do? Oh, I'll play. How else will I get heat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. So, um, it's a bit of a transition into the end sequences. Uh, mullet and suspenders ref. Yeah, nice. Every ref should have suspenders. It's fucking great. And mullets. More mullets, the better, please. So. Dirty white boy then goes up top. Tracy Smothers pulls the chain. A dirty white boy falls forward into the ring. <laughs> What's he doing? Does he understand physics? He didn't have to, he he didn't have to get busted open, so he could just fall straight away into the <laughs> ring. <laughs> <sighs> so, if you've ever seen a chain match before, you've seen the end of this match. <laughs> <laughs> there's no other way to end a chain match apparently not because this is exactly everything you would expect it to be to be sorry cue the shadowing spots you know one person t- t- touches the turnbuckle so does the other person yeah etc etc until they get to the end and they punch each other in the face and they start again blah 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 they eventually both have three turnbuckles then dirty white boy flips over tracy smothers an offensive maneuver cancelling the count right tax not in kentucky rich (laughs) tracy then touches the fourth turnbuckle technically his first if you know the fucking rules and is immediately declared the winner can he fucking do that joey and new smoky mountain wrestling heavyweight champion tracy smothers Oh my word! I mean, the right person won. Remind me, tax. Who booked this shit? I believe it is a man called James E. Cornett, and the E stands for Excellent Booking Decisions. <laughs> <laughs> so, in terms of like a shoot interview or something, Jimmy Cornett is one of my favorite guys to listen to. I'll be totally honest. In terms of podcasting, I think he's one of my favorite people to listen to. He says some dumb fucking shit regularly. And I think he's not, hmm, the most genuine or honest human being in the world, right? So this show and this booking decision is the biggest load of shit I've seen in a long time. He has not got a fucking leg to stand on as far as I'm concerned. But he also hates Dan Conroy, so we've got to give him some credit. <laughs> Fucking spanner. <laughs> you know what we sh- you know what we should do oh. when we post this out here on the Twitter? Mm. I'm gonna at James Cornette. <laughs> oh my god. Please don't. And just watch him slate us for our lack of followers or everything. And I just think it's gonna be fun. Hmm. As long as he doesn't know who I am and who I work for, then maybe. But like I don't want to get my company in trouble. <laughs> I'm just saying. Which way does Midas? Which way does Caesar go on the Twitter <laughs> feed now? <laughs> and if so, you don't already follow us, follow us at World of Rest Pod. See how much shit I get rich into with his employer and oh, James Cornet. I like my job. Please don't. <laughs> so, all we've said it's been is mildly overbooked. Yeah, sure. That's all I said. So, um, 
I will say the crowd love it and they're a bunch of marks, but it's really they they absolutely adore it. They love Tracy Smothers. It's the uh, hometown man yeah. one. Yeah, sure. Hometown? Is Tracy from Kentucky? Yeah. Don't think he's, so. But well, okay. well he's he's from he's from Italy. fucking hell i'm doing the hand gesture i realized it's an audio podcast it doesn't work does it the chin thing you know hey 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 i'm walking what you're doing now is playing with the fucking matches you fuck my wife (laughs) you fuck my wife i am your wife oh Oh, so because you know it's smw we have to have a post-match promo with tracy with bill russell not that bill russell but wrestling commentator guy bill russell um, Isn't it Lance Russell? Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, Lance Russell. I'm terrible. Look, see, now Jim Cornette can shit on me. <laughs> it's going to be fine. I made a mistake. <laughs> One of many, I'm sure. Um, Your video editing shit, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Tracy calls this the greatest moment of his life. Sure. Dirty white boy attacks Tracy Smothers. Boo. With a cardboard box. That once had a Samoan spy, sorry, a Singapore spike in it. Be careful. What a what a classic. What a match. What a manoeuvre. <laughs> so, Les Thatcher and Lance Russell are chatting in the ring again. Let's move on. Backstage promos with the nine men involved in your main event of the evening. I'm not doing it. Fuck them. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. This main event, an, uh, a three uh, it's a trios match mm. a trios trios match before we go to pros has this not been dubbed a smoky mountain street fight again a gimmick match yeah it's a triangular smoky mountain tag team street fight mm. uh-huh yeah mm. classic book in here jimmy well done so the match although i love most of the competitors in this match yeah it's a shame the way they're utilised, don't you think? I, it's a shame that the only notes I could legitimately get for this cover two lines. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few more, but there's many expletives. So <laughs> let's see. So the match is the Rock and Roll Express, fuck yeah, of Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson with Arn Anderson. So let's just put it out there. In my opinion, what... One of, if not the very greatest tag team of all time, and one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, altogether, right? The stud stable of Jimmy Golden and Robert Fuller, Tennessee Lee to you and everyone else, J double R E double T. Wow, it's double J! <laughs> Had to get him in there somewhere. And Dutch Mantel, let's face it, pretty decent Love lineup. Dirty, dirty Dutch Mantel, yes, please. Dutch Mantel all day long. Fucking A. Against the heavenly bodies of. Yay. Bobby Eaton, Stan Lane, and Roddy Piper, <laughs> Tom Pritchard. I mean, what a fucking like. Uh, Jim Cornette's with the last team as well. Um, Hang on, are you suggesting the promoters booked themselves in the main event of the evening? Mm, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, I'm okay with that. It's it's the match and the way they booked it that I'm worried about. I mean, Cornette has a good line here. You know, the one thing he seems to be very good at. You've got to be the ugliest bunch of hillbillies I've ever seen in his own promotion. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty funny. And he's not wrong. Nah, absolutely not. There is Say what you want. Say what you want about Cornette's booking. Mm. But on a promo, he is absolute dynamite. Yeah, 100%. 
when he's not being, you know, racist or bigoted or whatever, you know, that is what it is. At least he's not a murderer like Marty Jannetty. Fucking A. Allegedly. Allegedly. It's part, it's part of a storyline tax, don't you know? <laughs> oh, 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 sorry, sorry. Marty Jannetty's a magician because he can just make people disappear. <laughs> so Shazam! There is shit... <laughs> fucking hell. There is shit flying into the ring. And there's also nine other wrestlers. <laughs> uh, Jim now, now's now's yeah, the, yeah. Uh, opt- the optimum link for... Now, you, now you've mentioned shitting. Yeah. So... Apparently, a fun story about Mr. Cornette. Mm. And he, have you ever heard of his infamous burger towel? Uh, no. Go for it. Go on. So, so apparently, according to Arn Anderson on his podcast, and these are the stories they were telling um, on this week's episode, that Jim Cornette suffers a little bit when eating burgers. Sort of, it like goes goes through him quite quickly. I, I thought. Suggest- I thought Jim Cornette only ate burgers. One would suggest possibly the grease content might be the reason why. But anyway, mm. so Jim Cornette apparently has a towel that he puts over his like shirt when he's eating a burger whilst driving along. Which again, good common sense. I've been there before. I've when I've been eating a burger whilst driving, I've dropped some ketchup on my top, and that's annoying. But that's fine. Other than the fact, apparently, this towel also uh, covers double duty. Oh or, no! Or if you'd like. Double duty. Hey, uh, I assume that's where that was going. Because <laughs> apparently, corner if uh, the in the back in the day, if the call of nature struck him whilst driving, the uh, the burger towel would also be used and potentially left on a highway somewhere. Ugh. At least he left who it booked, in the highway and didn't who carry booked it with this him. shit? Yeah, fucking a. Yeah, but then. Uh, you know, no one wants to carry like a bag of shit or, you know, <laughs> what I call. But they've got to bring Matt Jim Cornette with them, when they? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Good job. Well played. Evil villains right. think alike, mate. We're dickheads, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> That's well funny. Oh, dear. Uh, should we get through this dog shit? There's not much to talk about. It's worse than CZW. This is fucking trash. This is the nine man clusterfuck. <laughs> yep. Everyone's in jeans and cut-off shirts, you know. But I like that because it's a street fight, Mate, so we can't wear our ring gear. Think about it. Think about it. What's the problem with nine people in a ring all wearing jeans and cut-off shirts? The same thing as everything in Brit Rest where everyone wore black when Austin was wearing black I, trunks. Immediately. I, I like all these wrestlers. I know all these wrestlers, who they are and shit, right? I have no idea who's on anyone's fucking team. When you've got the Other rock, than Dutch Mantel. <laughs> the rock and roll and Arn are on the same team. And I'm like, that's not usually meant to happen, is it? I thought they were meant to wrestle each other. And so I get confused there. You've then got like oh, fucking bookers and tags and people who used to be in tags with other people. And it's just like, I don't give a shit. Like right from the beginning of this match. It's no, no sense. It's all nonsense. Like, the best thing about it is Gibson has a zebra print weight belt. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> is that what you'd like for Christmas? Mate, yeah, fucking A. Why not? Oh, <laughs> this fucking messy piece of shit promotion. This fucking messy piece of shit match. All I'm picturing now, I'm not thinking about this match. I'm thinking about getting you a zebra print weight belt. And when you're allowed back in the office at WrestleTalk, just turn up on your first day back going, hey. <laughs> that and a sable bomb t-shirt will get you oh, right sorted i still want that sable bomb t-shirt i bet jimmy's probably got one somewhere <laughs> I'll, I'll delete this podcast if you send me a sable bomb t-shirt jim okay i love that as long as you haven't used it to wipe your ass with well that too um 
So, there is one point of contention here. One point. What am I talking about? Many points, but a point I've particularly picked up on. Do you remember? There was a moment in ECW where a certain Olympic wrestler arrived and a certain thing happened in the ring with a noose. Oh, not oh, a noose, a t- crucifix, I, I, sorry. A crucifix, yeah. And, the, and the, the, um, the, the crown of barbed wire. Yeah. I remember this being a whole point in uh, WWE documentaries and things like that that Jim was definitely involved with producing and commenting on and all that sort of crap. Well, at least I think. But there's a moment in this match where they literally hang someone. Well, they did it to the boss man. Yep. 1993, SMW hanging people across the top rope. Robert Gibson gets hung. Standard. Yep. Uh, there's How w- else would you get heat? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's a car tire in the ring that I laughed at. Thought that was quite funny. Um, and then you realise it was Tail Hopper. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Eaton's trousers fell down and then his pants. I laughed. They're obviously just taking the piss at this point. They do not give a shit, do they? The the, the gate was good. <laughs> <laughs> Two lads climb the basketball hoop. Cornette gets his heel manager come up and spot where he gets in the ring and takes a clothesline and shit. Uh, someone pins someone from the stud stable, eliminating them, and I'm like, fuck it now. This is elimination. How long is this going to go on for? And aren't the stud stable the one heel team in this match? Well, the heavenly bodies with Cornette are the heels, aren't they? I've got confused, because they all look the fucking same. <laughs> I have no idea who's who. Please just skip to the end already. Um, they do some rocket launches. And pretty much they did. Yeah. Arn sets off a fire extinguisher for shits and giggles, because why not? Uh, I bet this was a lot of fun to be a part of, is the most positive thing I can say about it. Like, being a wrestler must be, you know, painful. I've done one session in my life, and it sucked in terms of pain. Like, it wasn't too bad, but I wouldn't want to do it on the regular. You can attest to this, I'm sure. But can barely walk most of my days now yeah but this doesn't look like it was painful it looks like it was a shitload of fun mostly other than the hanging yeah even that it's not like you're taking back bumps or you know diving off the top or anything imagine backstage <laughs> remember that time that i hung you gibson yeah you fucking arsehole you hung me <laughs> did you see the hanging yeah he proper hung him right over that top rope <laughs> yeah if it was brit wrestling blackpool that's what it'd be like <laughs> Hung him, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Remember when you got hung? Yeah, almost died. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was great. But as a viewer... Okay, oh, this is dog, sh- dog shit. Maybe, and I've managed to convince myself, right, rethinking about this match. Rethinking? Thinking about this match. Uh, I think the worst match we've ever covered. Especially the finish. Oh, yeah. Events like this send the crowd home happy. Uh, Tax, I am the table. (laughs) I am the table. I am the table. (laughs) Does not want to break. Do you think the turnbuckle and the table have now formed like a (laughs) two-man power trip in SMW? I mean, if you're going to have gimmick matches, let's, let's make them work, you know? Like, oh, fuck can't afford to gimmick the table that costs money (sighs) jim's like no no we need to use that table for the next 10 weeks you can't break it 
Yeah, exactly. We've got to reuse, recycle. Gibson puts the figure four on Cornette. Woo! <sighs> Pritchard chucks on the loaded knee pad. Top rope knee drop to Gibson. While Gibson has Cornette in the figure four. For the one, two, three. I'm not even disappointed. And the crowd leave. <laughs> Thank fuck it's over. Like the crowd are already leaving before they've walked out the ring. You know, proper Brit style. Winners, who gives a fuck? <laughs> Cornette does a promo. There are some video <clears throat> highlights at the end, set to music. What a pile of shit. I love a video package at the end because essentially, dear friends, we watch this on YouTube because it's available free to watch if you just search Bluegrass Brawl. But we can save you an hour and 50 minutes of your life. Just watch the highlights package. You see everything you need. Yeah. I don't think there's a single highlight, really, apart from, you know, our boy's quite funny. This this pay-per-view, this show was everything I love about doing this podcast. This was the shit. <laughs> I feel sorry for Tracy's mother's having to be a part of it almost, you know? Because he tried so It was the greatest so moment hard. of his life. He tried the greatest so moment hard to get this shit over. And... It's it's the best match on the card by a mile, and it's still fucking terrible. Yeah, I've yeah this 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 is possibly possibly the worst show we've covered on this podcast. What's that Jim Cornette quote? You know, back back in the day, we used to pretend to hit each other, and people used to believe it, and now they actually hurt each other, and people don't believe it. Well, if they believed this shit back in the day. They're dumber than they fucking look. And they look pretty fucking dumb. Look, I know that anatomically speaking, it's definitely possible to have your head busted open and start bleeding when you crotch yourself. All I'm saying is that... <laughs> that's the best Suspend bit. disbelief. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least that's funny, you know? Tracy is just the best. But like, oh, mm. This card had no redeeming commentary. I mean, the commentary was all right didn't have anything offensive to say against the commentators they were just there didn't distract There's... me it was pleasant enough to listen to i guess yeah i'm fine with that referee was good yep has some nice suspenders um beautiful my old kentucky home at the beginning i love a national anthem mm. <laughs> <laughs> the nation of kentucky <laughs> we are the nation <laughs> of kentucky <laughs> <laughs> I've got nothing else to say. That's literally it. I'm like, look out, it's Andre. It's the only thing I care about at this point. <laughs> Negative three cornflakes left in the bottom of the box when the packet's empty. Yeah. Only three? Well, I'm very diligent when I eat my cereals. There were only three left. <laughs> but minus. Yeah, this this was... This was awful. There's not even anything funny other than maybe the crotch, the crotch blade. Yeah. That makes it redeeming. Like, you know, even the bit where, you know, um, Adam Bomb is handcuffed to the ring post at the end of the match and they can't get the handcuff off him to do the finishing spot. So they literally have to take the turnbuckle off of the corner and the ring the ring rope is literally loose in the ring attached to Adam Bomb as he's doing the spots. Like, that Adam is Bomb's just, water spit. Yeah. That's what I'm going. But, like, even that stuff is just ridiculously cringy. You know, it's not like I was pissing myself laughing. I was sitting there going, oh, no. And just like holding my forehead and looking down and then occasionally looking up going, oh, they still haven't got the handcuff off. 
Why didn't why didn't they I cut it? It's is... pre-recorded. It's not fucking live. <laughs> cut it for fuck's sake. One thing I will take as a positive of this, and I know there were quite a lot of them, but all the promos, or at least the majority of the promos, were good. If you'd not watched SMW before, you'd know back in that time who the heels were, who the face were. You'd understand the stories. And like, even though the main event match itself was shit, the pre-match promos for each three, each of the three teams was good. I guess. But then, if you think you've got Rock and Roll Express, you've got Arn Anderson, you've got Cornet, you've got the Heavenly Bodies, you've got Dutch Mantel it's difficult to have a bad promo of that group of people. You know what I'd love to see is a series of Jim Cornette watching Smoky Mountain and justifying his actions. I will tweet him. That would be interesting. Hey, Jim. We at the World of Wrestling Podcast just watched one of your shows from 1993 yeah. on YouTube, so we didn't give you any money. Not associated with WrestleTalk. <laughs> Brackets. <laughs> Nothing to do with them. Not associated with Oriental Wrestling Entertainment either. <laughs> Man, I'd love to see what Cornick thought thought of Shaolin Monk and all of his massive cartwheel backflip stuff he does. I'm sure he loved it. Loves the spot monkey, you know. Uh, what's your conflict rating for this show? Oh, it's minus five stars all over. It's the worst fucking show I've ever seen. This this was dog shit. Yeah, absolutely. I want to shout minus five stars when my kids are asleep. So, you know, minus five stars. There you go. <laughs> I had to go and watch Trinity Brawl again after this to cheer myself up. Oh, great show. <laughs> can't encourage people to watch that enough. I can't wait till they do more of that. I can't wait until we miraculously find a vaccine so I can do the Christmas pantomime show. Don't worry, but Trump sorted it. <laughs> just inject bleach into your veins, you'll be fine. <laughs> Off we go, boys. Oh, let's call it a night on that, man. That's a good 90-minute pod. That was a good one. Lovely. Uh, what do you want to cover next week? Or are we going to discuss this off-pod? So, um, I think I pitched it to you previously. Uh, we're going to have a guest next week, if that's all right with you still. Yes, yes. yes okay, yes. so next week, we will be joined by my good friend Tom, who, if you joined us from my end, sort of thing, through uh, Parts Fun Known, No Rolls Bard, and Wrestle Talk, you will know him as the Dungeon Master guy. The uh, head of creative for our series No Rods Bard, which is basically Dungeons and Dragons, but just pro wrestling. Uh, he's an absolutely lovely lad. We've been getting on a lot recently and just chatting absolute nonsense about films and wrestling and everything in between. Um, we've also know which show we're going to be doing, which you don't know yet, do you? No, no. Okay, let me just double check the name of it. Uh... Okay, next week, this is Tom's choice. I gave him the choice of anything in the world. And basically, I was so just like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> so whatever he picked, I was going to be like, yeah, definitely. So for next week's podcast, we will be doing a bonus pod of Scooby-Doo's WrestleMania yes! Mysteries. Yes! <laughs> I've seen a bit of it and it looks fucking awesome. And the best thing about it is I'll post the trailer on our Twitter, but the wrestlers that it stars, I was just like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Ruggy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. So um, let's just say it has plenty of main eventers. <laughs> Brodus Clay is in the show, mate. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. Funk is on a roll. Funk is on a roll. All right, cool. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Yeah, go follow Tom at CBW Creative on Twitter and go look at his work and stuff. He's a good man. 
oh, as we've got a guest, I'm going to have to behave. Nah, <laughs> no bad that. impressions. <laughs> nah, nah. Tom is a <laughs> Tom has got a dark sense of humour, just like us, mate. Don't worry, he's he's on board. Uh, I look forward to joining us for the last episode of the World Wrestling Podcast next week where Rich will be fired because this one might get some traction and people might listen to it. <laughs> All right. So what's your socials, bud? I'm at the Tex Williams on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. But as mentioned previously, because there's no wrestling and British wrestling is full of pedos and nonces, I don't really do much at the moment. <laughs> Uh, check out UK Pie Club on Facebook for me and Mr. Wicked's Pie Club. Uh, stuff will be going live soon. We had our third pie club uh, last week, uh, reviewing pies from the pie life. Are you only on Wait. Facebook? What, the pie club? Yeah. Uh, at the moment, yes, because at the moment I'm currently making, would you believe it, pie charts uh, for the <laughs> ratings of our pies at UK Pie Club. Can you be on we, any we, other social media that isn't owned by Mark Zuckerberg? Uh, it's a request, no, because we 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 believe in uh, we believe in his horrible, horrible, <laughs> horrible ways. Okay, um, fair enough. We'll probably be on Instagram uh, at some point, but it's very difficult to pr- create lots of content for pies when we only eat pies once a month. But what are you talking about? Pies... Instagram is made for food. This is perfect. We, me, me and Mr. Wicked are still really hopeful for our BBC Two series of two retired wrestlers going around criti- <laughs> criticising old ladies for cooking pies that we don't like. The shape Matt's in, how is he a pie critic? Look at him, for fuck's sake. Hey, hey, I, it's been a long time since you've seen me in, in, in person. <laughs> I've, got, I've got ab outlines now, mate. I didn't say you, I said Matt. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, I've got ab outlines now. I sure you have, yeah. Is it abs of pie by any chance you've been sellotaping to yourself? I am buff as fuck. <laughs> I'm sure you are, man. You've been working out a lot, haven't you? That, that's, that's, that's Tax Williams' new phrase. <laughs> buff as fuck and ready to ruck. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get the, over with the kids, man. That's going to be great. Yeah, family-friendly shows. Oh, <laughs> Britress. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Oh, sorry. Where can people find you on the socials? Oh, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Watch Rich's uh, stuff on Wrestle Talk. Yeah. It's the reason why all their viewers are going through the roof and also their live reaction streams. Because what are your numbers now? I mean, you don't have to boast about it, but I'm pretty sure you're number one in the industry. Well, I didn't want to, you know, be that much of a dick, but, you know. Not being a dick to promote fact. We have around 6,000 people usually by the end for the live uh, reaction streams, which I'm always on. If you want to come chat to me live on the main Wrestle Talk channel. Just uh, when there's WWE pay-per-view on, just load up WrestleTalk on YouTube and like I will literally be in the chat talking to you because I do all the production for the streams and stuff. And so I will answer your questions and I will take the piss out of you relentlessly for asking dumb questions. <laughs> it's quite fun. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to set my alarm clock because I don't ever stay up and watch live pay-per-views because for some reason my child wakes up at half past five every day and if I go to bed after 10 o'clock, I'm grumpy for three weeks, nice, which is why nice. we never do podcasts at the moment. <laughs> do you want to do a podcast? Fucking hate life. <laughs> All right. See you later. Let's have, uh, but, let's have a quick but look. Seriously, just to your question. Hold on. Let's see how many people have actually watched the reactions because people watch them afterwards like along with the show i think um the last one has got oh what was the last show that was a payback uh well all out for aw is now sixty-seven thousand, and um the summer is more people than watched raw last week (laughs) 
Mate, we outdoor SmackDown every week now. It's crazy. <laughs> We've got 85,000 on the SummerSlam one and 114 on last year's SummerSlam, even though I didn't do anything to do with that one. But yeah, it's, it's good fun, man. Like it's, it's insane to me that people, this many people watch something I produce. It's just bonkers. But also because of the content that you and and the guys at WrestleTalk create is actually more entertaining than what you see on the WWE products at the moment. And in fairness, to that sack of shit AEW pay for you, it was bound to happen eventually. <laughs> I know we said we'll finish this, but let's just quickly do this. Everyone's shitting over AEW. They're a new company. They were bound to have a bad pay-per-view at some point. And if you're going to have a bad pay-per-view, have a load of shitters on one and move on to the next match. But someone, please remind Kenny Omega... He's a good wrestler and can fucking work. Maybe he's just tried doing that on a show occasionally. <laughs> Jesus, okay. Uh, I really enjoyed the tag in the main event. I'm going to be honest. I thought the clever booking was just really, really fun. But, you know, all the terrifying injuries before that kind of took me out of that zone, that's for sure. But I like how they covered it up on BTE this week. Yeah, that was Have you really funny. With, with, the with, Michael with Nakazawa. Nakazawa with the oil. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff, man. <laughs> You know, at least they're uh, letting their wrestlers go on Twitch, eh? <laughs> so uh, let's leave it there. Uh, uh, Whatarrestlingpodcast.com is the best place to find us and everything. Uh, subscribe. Do it. Do it, your player. But if you're listening to this and you haven't subscribed, what the fuck are you doing? Just get your podcast choice of app. Subscribe. Tell a friend. Make us money. And leave a five-star review if you like what we do. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, subscribe to... We'll be- uh, last thing uh, we'll say. Uh, we have a new board game channel coming out called Phenomenerds. And if you don't like board games and you think Monopoly is a board game that is worth a damn, subscribe to our channel. Give it a shot. See what you think. I look forward to seeing Keys to the Kingdom covered. This is what a board game. We'll see, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. We'll catch you next time. See you later. Scooby-Doo! Oh, Raggy! <laughs> That's a good Matthew Lillard impression. Lillard, that's good. Anyway, bye everyone. Bye-bye. The louder you guys are, the better the wrestlers will perform for you tonight. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg.